Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. the Steve Jones Show on this Wednesday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be back in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, great selection of new and pre-owned inventory. And you have a terrific sales staff that is there for you, not just there for the sale, but they want to make sure that they get you a good deal. They save your money. They know where you are. They know where you are budget-wise. They don't want to make you overspend. And that's why they have a great selection of new and pre-owned inventory. And then a service department that has many awesome technicians ready to serve you with the diagnostics, the inspections, all the routine maintenance. It's all part of the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And because of that Sunbury Motors guarantee, you got customers coming back again and again, new customers which means more revenue, which means an expansion of business and more employees being sought, including more of those awesome technicians in the service department. So whether you got some experience, you looking for your first job, looking for a career change, SMC would love to hear from you. Looking for technicians in the quick lane, car light, truck service, heavy truck service, body frame and alignment, and towing departments, you can email at sunburymotors.com or you can call Todd at 286-7746 or stop by in person today all at Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com thanks again to Neil Kulong and Carolyn Keeger for joining us in the first hour but now let's go to our play-by-play call of the day where your Philadelphia 76ers it's been an up and down season so far hasn't been hasn't been uh clean by any means but they've been scoring a bunch of points lately and they took themselves out on the Detroit Pistons last night with a 147-116 beatdown. Here's Burks for three. No good. Harden another rebound. Harden now seven rebounds. Eight assists and 11 points. He goes to Embiid for a slam dunk. And Embiid just running all over Detroit. Sixers by 21. And they win it 147-116 Embiid finishing with 36 on the night for the Sixers. James Harden with a triple-double, 16 points, 12 rebounds, 15 assists. Tyrese Maxey, 16 last night. Tobias Harris with 14. Shake Milton with 11. Springer with 10. Sixers 
getting it done against the lowly Detroit Pistons improved to 25 and 15 and got a chance now to move up in the Eastern Conference standings a little bit especially with the injury to Kevin Durant he's going to miss some time there a lot of work to do for the Sixers but they're playing some good basketball finally and they're also healthy too which wasn't the case early on in the season so we got Penn State at Indiana tonight 7 o'clock to tip 6.30 of the airtime we will join that in progress assuming the game is still going on because we have rallying the valley tonight here on WKOK with Chickalemi and Sealands Grove boys basketball game was supposed to be at Sealands Grove tonight but due to the plumbing issues at Sealands Grove High School the game is now at Chickalemi but still will be 7.30 tip 7.15 the airtime with Kevin and the Chief and also on the SBC Sports Live YouTube channel and I believe it'll be Nick and Ray, with Ray tonight. I will not be with Ray. I actually am going to be off the next set of Seals basketball games because of conflicts with Bucknell, but my Bucknell schedule. The Bison men basketball team hosts Loyola tonight at Soika Pavilion at 7. Women are on the road tonight at Loyola. And the Bison got to get it going. They're 0-3 in Patriot League play. Dropped a tough one at Lafayette over the weekend in overtime. Fourth straight time both those teams went to overtime. And this time... Lafayette got the better of the Bison. That was a very frustrating loss. Been a frustrating start to the Patriot League season for the Bison. Let one get away up at Holy Cross. Didn't play well at home against Boston U. They started off playing well against Boston U at home and then slumped in the second half and lost that one. And then you lose that one to Lafayette where you had a double-digit lead in the second half, losing overtime. It's been a tough go for the Bison. So they need a W. The women, though, were able to snap a five-game skid and get their first Patriot League win of the year last week against Lafayette. So now they try to keep that going at Loyola tonight. With uh, Emma Theodorson, the PSAC, or PSAC, geez, I'm saying that because I was at Bloomsburg today for a news story. She was the Patriot League Rookie of the Week, 23 points in the win against Lafayette last week for the Bison women. Then there's this news today for the Buffalo Bills. The news just keeps getting better for DeMar Hamlin. He is now discharged from the Buffalo Hospital. Remember, he got discharged from University of Cincinnati Hospital, where he originally was after he suffered the cardiac arrest in the Monday night game last week. He got discharged from there, got sent over to the Buffalo Hospital, Buffalo General Medical Center, Gates Vascular Institute to be exact. And he just got discharged from there today, which is just tremendous. He's now back at home in Buffalo with his family, went through a series of comprehensive medical evaluations as well as a series of cardiac, uh, neurological, and vascular testing yesterday. And doctors decided that after completing those series of tests and evaluations and in consultation with team physicians, they say they're confident that DeMar can be safely discharged to continue with his rehab at home and with the Bills. And Bills coach Sean McDermott said they would leave it up to Hamlin when he would like to return to the team facility. So, I mean, that is... It's just tremendous. And it's really cool that he got to see all of the love and support that he got across the league last week. And, of course, seeing the Bills win the way they did. The opening kickoff for a touchdown and them winning... So that was that was really nice to see for DeMar Hamlin to 
be able to step, able to be a part of that. So that's just awesome that he's officially discharged completely from any medical facility and now can be home with his family and with the Bills to rehab. So with uh, Penn State tonight, of course I got Indiana, Penn State eleven and five, Indiana ten and five on the air, and Steve kind of mentioned this yesterday where you've had tough goes lately of playing of trying to to slow down some of the some really good scores in the Big Ten. It was Hunter Dickinson uh, a couple of uh, last week in Michigan. Plus you had all the shooting from Purdue, number one team in the country. Now you got to deal with Trace Jackson Davis tonight, who's averaging just under 18 points a game and shooting just above 59% for the year. But Nenny Lions, two-point favorite at home. I think they take care of business tonight at home as long as they can find their consistent shooting, especially three-point shooting at the right time. I mean, I mean, the biggest thing you're looking for the Nittany Lions tonight is what's the energy going to be like? And I think because they were, I don't want to say called out, but Micah Shrewsbury pointed pointed out about their how they need to play more, or else he may have to make some substitutes in the starting lineup. I, I think you're going to see a team on a mission tonight if you for Penn State. That's just me. And I, I found that a little uncharacteristic of this veteran group to only really play for like for about 15 minutes of good basketball in that environment that they had on Sunday against the number one team in the country. I mean, it was surprising the way that transpired. And they had, and plus you had the six-point lead. You had momentum at halftime after you had the layup by Pickett, I think it was, at the at the buzzer. So it's not like you didn't have the crowd behind you at the palestra and he couldn't pull it off so I expect the Nittany Lions to come out with a vengeance tonight and take care of business I would be very surprised if you saw another lackadaisical effort after the head coach basically called him out and saying guys gotta step it up or I have to make changes because Coach Shrewsbury will do that we know that for sure So that should be interesting tonight. So that's a 7 o'clock tip on BTN. If the game is still in progress when we're done with Chickalemi and Sealands Grove here on WKOK, we will join that game in progress tonight. The only other Big Ten game tonight is Rutgers and Northwestern at 9. And that should be an interesting game too. Rutgers 11-5, Northwestern 12-3. Coming into that one tonight. Now, going back to Neil's interview with Steve, and if you missed it, of course, you can find it on the on online on the podcast page or on our social media pages if you missed it. Going back to his comments about the Eagles and where they stand now that they've gotten the number one seed. If they're if they are going to lose if they were to lose either next week I'll start there if they were going if they're going to lose next week 
I don't think it's going to be for lack of rust. That I disagree with. Because the only player... I mean, you, you got some guys back this past week, but they played the full game that were injured. Guys like Cindy Gardner-Johnson, etc. Or uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, etc. And Jalen Hurts, of course, didn't play great, but didn't play terrible either. And I, I think, too, it's, it's hard to gauge where the Eagles are at because, like I said to Steve yesterday... I think you saw a very Manila look. You're giving, I gave you so much rant time. I mean, listen to your rant. <laughs> I've been sitting here for ten minutes. I said, I said, it just felt like I was in the movie Animal House. He's on a roll. <laughs> you may continue. Oh, I was just finishing up here with uh, we're reacting to you and Neil in the previous half hour. I think if the Eagles are going to lose next week, I don't think it's going to be for a lack for because of rust. I just think it's going to be they're overall just not playing good enough football, and they're going to run into uh, a Cowboys team or a or a Bucks team or maybe a Giants team that's just playing hot at the right time. And we we've seen that happen before, where you have teams that are playing better at the right time, they win their wild card game, then you play a number one seed, and you just keep it okay, rolling, okay. and you find a way to upset them. Okay. Well, so let's just take Tampa Bay and Dallas. Which one of the two is playing well right now? Neither one. Dallas, I would say three out of the last four collectively. Dak Prescott has not. I'll give you that. Well, but the Bucks are looking a little. Four. I thought. I thought they played lousy against against Tennessee. I thought they played lousy against Washington. That's two in a row. Dak Prescott has thrown two interceptions in each of the last three games. Right, not two interceptions in three games. He's thrown three, two interceptions in each of the last three games. Uh, Tampa Bay has no running game. Right now, that's if it turns out chalk holds. And that's if if chalk holds. I mean, Seattle can't beat the Eagles. No. Now the odd thing is, the odd thing is, can the Giants beat the Eagles? Maybe. Uh, and I know the Eagles have, have beaten them twice. But, of course, the second one, because the Giants played better down the stretch. After the Philadelphia game at the Meadowlands, the Giants played pretty well. Yes. Um, um, but the Eagles are the best team. Ain't the only team that I look at and go, huh. I mean, this is not the AFC where you look at Cincinnati and go, hmm. You look at Buffalo and go, hmm. You look at Kansas City and go, hmm. I, that's three right there. There's only one other team that you go hmm in the in the NFC that's San Francisco. Correct. And they've got the and they've got the defense to do it. That's where you've got to hope Lane Johnson's back because they've got to have somebody that's that has the ability to hold out um Nick Bosa. Yeah, that's my biggest concern uh, among, right now. Among among others. Yeah. Among others. I mean, their linebacker, I mean, the Eagles have a really good defense. Um, but the San Francisco front front is better. The San Francisco linebackers are better. I think the Eagles have a better secondary. But the front... The oh, front, the secondary is not playing that well right now. So, yeah, I, I would give the overall defensive edge to San Francisco right now, definitely. To be honest with you, I don't even think... No offense, Eagles fans. That's not, that one's not close. To be honest with you, um, San Francisco's just playing superior. Even D'Amico Ryan's 
you would think has an excellent shot of getting a head coaching job out of this. I'm surprised we haven't heard his name yet. I mean, both Eagles coordinators well, have, have been poached yeah, already by the yeah, Texans. Yeah, but, but the Eagles coordinators have had the week off. San That's Francisco's true. do San Francisco's do not. Right, that's the difference, um, and that's why you've heard about the Eagles coordinators and not about San Francisco's because they haven't had the week off to do it. Um, and I think that that's an important factor in this. Um, in fact, those are the only candidates you've heard so far besides Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. Right. First of all, there's not a sense of urgency in the NFL that you have in college. And college is more of a sense of urgency because of the combination of the early signing period and the transfer portal. So there's more of an urgency when time comes up to get a coach in place as quickly as possible in college. In the NFL, no offense, but what's the next big thing you have if you're the Texans? You're doing draft prep now. Yeah, and you and you have a general manager already in place in Houston who takes care of the free agency part and really the drafting part. So it's not it is not there's no tremendous sense of urgency. And it's not like we have you know, the only sense of urgency you have is that if there's somebody you're targeting and it looks like somebody else is also targeting that individual. Now you have a sense of urgency. But there is a process you have to go in the NFL, and part of the process is making sure that you absolutely adhere to the Rooney Rule. So there's more of a process, too. There's no Rooney Rule in, in college football. The NFL has it. So interview process do take some time. It's really, I mean, what are your better rants? I really felt like you're on a roll. I did not want to stop you. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kiev. Roots 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, which is so important, and a fabulous service department with pros, pros for technicians that take care of the life of your vehicle. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Roots 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Great news about DeMar Hamlin being home. Uh, just all the steps have been fabulous. Um, uh, the um, I'm, get, I'm getting a lot of reaction, by the way, to your rant. I see. They love you. <laughs> well, I appreciate the love. Now, several don't know what you were talking about, but they love you. 
That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. So, uh, we mentioned Damar Hamlin being home. Awesome. That is, um, that means so much to have that happen. Uh, that is, uh, you look, I mean, you know, for, his, for himself, his family, his friends, his teammates, his coaches, you know, they've been living on the edge of this for, since last Monday night. And uh, awfully tough. And, you know, you just want the best for him. Meanwhile, Tua Tunga Viola uh, is not going to play this week. Uh, one of the problems in, con- in concussion research, and I've talked to a lot of people over the years, you know, I'm, only because I'm trying to learn more about it, uh, and they'll tell you that once you get your first one, you're 50% more susceptible to the next one, and then once you get the second one, it's like, oh, man, it's even exponentially, quote, unfortunately, easier to get the next one. And that's about where he is in all this. So in all likelihood, Skylar Thompson will start a quarterback against the Bills in the playoff game. But it's the concussion issue. And officially, what, he has two in the year? Many people think he had a third. Ooh. Yeah, I can't say I'm shocked that he's not playing. Well, he had the, the the last one occurred on December 26th. So the last one occurred um nearly two and a half weeks ago. I, mean, I think it was actually I think it was the 20 was it the 24th or 25th he got it. I think it's the 20 Oh, it was against the Packers. It was 25th, but yeah. I think it was it the Sunday or, or it Saturday. Was, it was Sunday the 25th. Yeah. Sun, Sunday. So it's been two and a half weeks. He's still not back. It's just with everything he's gone through this year, I just I just don't think he's healing. At least fast well, no, enough to I, play. I think that part of this is he is so susceptible now. I mean, th- let's face it. Exactly. Con- concussions ended Troy Aikman's career. Concussions ended Roger Staubach's career. And this is before we had all the protocols. But they'll tell you this that's a big reason why they stopped playing. And, you know, there weren't protocols back then. And you're looking at, you know, I'm not saying his career is over, but it's the length of time now he is out that tells you about that almost, I think, backs up the research that I've been told all these years about concussions. that once you get one, you're more susceptible to the next one. Once you get two, you're really susceptible to getting a third. And that appears to be what's happened in his case. So Skylar Thompson will get the call. Lamar Jackson did not practice today, and Tyler Huntley did not throw today for the Ravens. So that's not going well. And uh, that's where they stand. 
And of course, the uh, bad news is Josh Allen was just fine. Okay. Joe Burrow, just fine. Patrick Mahomes, just fine. Brock Purdy, just fine. Daniel Jones, just fine. Kirk Cousins, just fine. Jalen Hurts, not so much. I'm not joking. They're the ones telling you he's not doing well. I mean, they're telling you he played in a lot of pain on Sunday. So you got Seahawks 49ers on Saturday at 4.30. That's on Fox. Chargers and Jaguars. Herbert and Lawrence both completely healthy. The game is in Jacksonville. Matt went out and bought a bunch of Seahawks uh, pom-poms for the game. Sad. <laughs> Giants and Vikings 4-30. Fox, that'll be their primary group. Uh, the 1 o'clock game on Sunday, Dolphins-Bills. It looks like the weather's pretty good for that game, by the way. In fact, even the uh, temperature's going to be 32. That's fine. Then the night game is the Ravens-Bengals, and then Monday night, Cowboys and Bucks. Oh, Reuben Frank's going to be Friday at 3.35. Correct. The Eagles are out of guys to interview now? <laughs> I guess at that point, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and... A lot of NBA stuff. No need to get into that. This audience is not really into that. Now, once we get near the playoffs, start to get into it a little bit. And the wrestling dual meet is going to be the 20th in the Jordan Center with Michigan. The blue-white game will start at 2 o'clock on April 15th. Um, Tonight, Penn State... We'll take on Indiana in the Jordan Center, 7, 6.30 the airtime. It's really a line in the sand for both teams. Both teams come in with two-game losing streaks, and both teams need this game. Need it. Especially on the Penn State end of it. For Indiana, you are trying to get a road win. For Penn State, you're trying to hold serve at home. And they've had, um, I can testify to a couple of rugged days in practice. Productive, but rugged. Yeah, I was saying before you came on, I would be shocked if they don't come out with a vengeance tonight with some energy and take control of the game. Oh, no. they'll. I mean, look, let's be honest. When you look at Trace Jackson Davis, he's really good uh, inside. Um, Shafino Hood, excuse me, Hood Shafino, who's taken over for Xavier Johnson, is a better offensive player than Xavier Johnson, but he is not the defender Xavier Johnson is. Let's be realistic here. 
the uh, Tamar Bates has played really well. They're bringing Galloway off the bench. Galloway's got a good shot, and he's got pretty good speed, too. This team is hitting 51% of their shots this year. I mean, I know Indiana can be up and down, but their ability to shoot the ball, they're a 51% shooting team, and it's not all Trace Jackson Davis around the bucket. They've got a bunch of guys that are hovering right around the 50% mark in shooting. And, you know, Penn State's going to have to play really well defensively, and they're going to have to hit their shots. And they're going to have to hit their shots. And that's going to be obviously one of the keys tonight. So 94KX wanted to know what the trigger word, what's your trigger word or phrase? Yes. <laughs> Did you see Roger's response? S-U-I-T, that spells suit-da! That was hysterical. Yes, well. Yeah. He does trigger a lot of emotion. I did not watch Wisconsin... Michigan State last night. My understanding is neither team broke 70. Michigan State won. Correct. 69-65 to be exact. No offense. I mean, look, there are a bunch of ways to win. And last year when Penn State was winning games like that, because based on the talent, based on the turnover, everything like that, it was the best way for Penn State to win last year. Now, they have a team that's capable of putting some points up on the board. It's just a more entertaining brand of basketball. And I'm watching other people play games like they like on. Come on, we got to open the game up a little bit. Got to open the game up. You know, I don't mind good defense. Good defense is fine. But got to get more scoring out there. You know, in the in the in the sports, what's made Gonzaga fun to watch? Gonzaga's been fun to watch. They score, right? Now North Carolina can score. Duke can score. A lot of teams in the ACC, by the way, can score. And I'm all here looking. I'm all for you know playing terrific defense. Believe me, it's part of the game. Kind of open it up a little bit more. I mean, I'm talking about in general across the country. Um, that's just my opinion. I mean, some of those Bucknell teams over the years have been a lot of fun. Could score. So what's your next game? Bucknell, in fact, tonight against Loyola coming to town. Yeah. 
I'll get my first look report. at him. <laughs> Want to get a scouting report from Loyola? <laughs> Loyola? I already did that thing. <laughs> That's right. Although it was back in November, way yeah. back when. Way back when. Yeah. We do have Seals and Chickalemi tonight rallying the Valley on WKOK. Then we'll join Penn State in progress. That basketball time? Yeah. So I am not doing that game tonight. I believe Nick is filling in for me tonight with Ray on the YouTube channel. And, of course, you have Nick, Kevin and Nick, the Chief here. Nick. Do I know Nick? I don't believe so, no. He's new with us this year. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. I'm out for the next couple of Seals games because of Bucknell conflicts. So I'll get back to Seals basketball toward the end of the month. It's been fun for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun start to the season. They've it's been a lot of close games, a lot of entertaining games. I mean, they had the five game win streak to start the year. Then they had a little bit of a snag, and now they've they've won two out of their last three. So and they're really you really get into the meat of conference play now. Okay. So it should be interesting. And that is something, by the way, when you get into conference play, everybody knows everybody so well. And that's what you're seeing, obviously, in the Big Ten. Everybody knows everybody. Like, you know how many Trace Jackson Davis games I've done in my career? I mean, I mean everybody knows everybody. It does make a difference. Uh, there's nothing on a scouting report that's a mystery. I mean, Mike Woodson's not sitting there going, oh, boy, I didn't know Penn State did that. And Micah Shrewsbury's not sitting there going, oh, I didn't realize Indiana did that. Everybody, when you get the conference play, everybody knows everybody. In fact, you have to make a decision about whether overloading the players with too much information. You want to feel like you're you're not leaving a stone unturned. You certainly don't want to be in that spot. But at the same time, you know so much about the opponent that you're like, okay. And the players know, too. Now, there's certain guys, for example, like Andrew Funk's not going to know much about Indiana, but Jalen Pickett does. Seth Lundy does. Miles Dredd does. Dallian Johnson does. Caleb Dorsey does. They know. They know. You're sitting there going, yep, saw that last year. Saw it the year, you know, may have been a different coach, but saw it, you know, personnel-wise the year before. It's not the first time they faced Geronimo. It's not the first time they faced Jackson Davis. Not the first time they faced Galloway. Not the first time they faced Bates. Now it's going to be the first time they faced uh, Butchafino. Yeah, that'll be a first. True freshman. But that's what happens when you get to conference games. That's why I gave a lot of credit to Mark Turgeon the first year Maryland was in the Big Ten. Because after watching Penn State transition to the Big Ten, it wasn't that, oh, they're playing Big Ten teams in football and basketball. They had to learn everybody. You know, Joe Paterno was talking to me once about that. He says, here, you know, just on the schedule, here are eight new teams we have to learn. He says, and he says you know, when you're playing a lot of the same teams, you know, and they would play a lot of games against Boston College, West Virginia, Syracuse, as we all know, Pitt. You know, he says, nah, it's same right tackle's been there a couple of years, so we know what his strengths and weaknesses are. Oh, and we look at the tape, oh, you know what, he's better at that now. 
Oh, he's better at that. He goes, we already have a feel for it. He says, when you're sitting there trying to learn eight new schools, not easy. Well, basketball, of course, you had to learn everybody. And when uh, Maryland came in, they had to learn 13 other schools. Uh, When Penn State entered the Big Ten, the only team they had faced uh, the year before was Ohio State. Everybody else was brand new. They faced Ohio State the year before with Jim Jackson. When Maryland came in, same thing. They had not played anybody, and they ended up, I think I think they won the regular season of the Big Ten. It's like, got to give these guys a lot of credit. I mean, that's a lot of brand-new scouting reports they had never had before, and they still went out and played well. You're saying, well, everybody had to learn Maryland, but you only have to learn Maryland and Rutgers. Those are the only two you had to learn. They had to learn everybody. So there is something to that. So you get the conference play, and there's a level of familiarity. I'll bet even on the high school level, I could throw Matt out there for a conference game, and he's probably already seen not just Seals Grove, but the other team. Second time through, right? Once we get second time through, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It will be easier, easier to do. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. People say this is the most negative show they've heard in the last, From they said from 4 to 4, the most negative show they've heard ever. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding you. They've missed many <laughs> other ones if that's the case. <laughs> My favorite is when you say, yeah, it's just stupid. <laughs> and I don't do stupid. <laughs> that's right. Like, I can't ignore oh. stupid. Like, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just sit there like, all right. <laughs> How do I slow him down? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, this playoff thing, I'm worried about you. I mean, they're going to they're, they're gonna win, but... And you're going to be there? But I don't know. Does the link allow people to bring in paper bags? <laughs> um, 
Actually, no, because you have the NFL uh, clear bag policy, so no. Probably so not. You so you won't be able to breathe into a bag? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could be a plastic bag, but that'd probably be a bad idea. Third and one. <laughs> <laughs> You'll win the game, no matter who it is, by at least two touchdowns. It could be worse. You could have had a plane reservation this morning. Also very true. (laughs) So what happened? We don't know. Not exactly the answer we were looking for. (laughs) I'm just not going to fly like for the next several months because this is a total disaster you know what i you know the first thing i thought of was i was so lucky i traveled when i traveled imagine if the rose bowl were this week because i did everything commercially oh yeah all right rally in the valley tonight then penn state basketball